This is Low Carb Mom, your weekly support resource for maintaining a keto or a low carb lifestyle. We keep you on track with a tip of the week idea, low carb resources, and a meal plan for the next seven days. Use this resource to stay focused, motivated, and inspired in your low carb lifestyle. I'm Elizabeth, and today I am joined by my co host, Jason. Hi, Jason. Hi. So today you are joining us, but last week you didn't. I didn't. So we won't always have you on the show. I'm very busy. You are very busy. I, I, I have a lot on the go, and I have to confess I'm not feeling well. You're not feeling well? Is that because you're maybe a little bit too high carb this I week? I had too many carbs this week. I, I bought a bag of chips from Costco that's mm-hmm. the size of a pillow, Yeah. and I ate the whole thing. Well, I mean... I'm in carb overload. In your defense, I had a few, and I have to say, having carbs is always a mistake. Do you love those chips, or are you addicted to those chips? I I don't know. It can be kind of a good question. It's strange to think about food as an addiction, because unlike with other addictions, we cannot completely stop consuming the item that we're potentially addicted to. But whether the addiction model is a perfect fit or not... This model can still help us to understand when a food craving is psychological versus when it's actually our body asking for nutrition, when we're actually hungry. So here's one common behavioral pattern that I fell into and that maybe you and I both fell into this week, which is that between meals or after dinner, I might start dwelling on a certain category of food for a snack. So I'd reach for that item and then afterwards say, you know, now that I have a bowl of these chips, I'm going to limit the quantity once I start eating it, which is not really possible to do. I mean, I find it to be pretty impossible to do. Soon you're going for another bowl. And it's like, well, why am I doing that? And of course, there's a lot of self-blame involved there. But with the addiction model in my toolkit, which I have had for some time now because I found some resources on this, I can short circuit that thought process by realizing that my craving is actually psychological. Don't eat it. You don't need it, although, but something about it makes you think you need it. So you have like a need, but it's not, it's not a real need. If I can forestall that snack, though, for 20 minutes, if I can put a buffer in there, if I can put this reasoning in and make it pause me for 20 minutes while I solve the root problem, whatever I figure out is the root problem, then sometimes, actually quite often, the craving will vanish. So over time, what I've discovered is, and a lot of people who know about the addiction model will will already know this, and probably a lot of people have heard about this. So most of your psychological reasons for reaching for carbs or any other addictive substance can include things like fatigue, like you're just tired, or you're, you're thirsty, you're bored, you're lonely, or maybe you're stressed out about work. Those are the ones that are usually like I have as a list. I've kind of figured them out for myself. And none of these problems can actually be solved with food. Yet food will provide me with some kind of relief. Like, how is that possible, Jason? I don't know. I mean, it uh, it makes me annoyed. <laughs> to it's think a predicament. It is a predicament because, you know, it does give me some kind of relief from this negative feeling. Specifically, you know, if I have a lot of sugar, like I, I like chocolate, for example, or ice cream or whatever. Not trying to trigger you if you are a food addict. No sale. Yeah, but uh, yeah, because you don't like ice cream. I don't like that stuff. You don't like any of that stuff. A large dose of it would entertain me with, for example, you've got the texture, you've got the flavor, you've got a sugar rush, you've got a dopamine release because of all that stuff happening. And then afterwards, you're going to get tired. And it's going to send you potentially send you for a nap, which is perfect if you're tired. (laughs) It actually, you know, does move you in that direction. Have some tea and get to bed. 
Exactly. So it, it effectively sort of masks the problem and helps you maybe in the direction of solving it with maybe the rest that you needed, as for example. Food manufacturers know all about this, and they use this addiction model and it's, it's like a science, like food science. They develop highly processed, carb-loaded foods that reach for what they call the bliss point. Have you heard about the bliss point? Nope. The food manufacturers actually use it. They refer to it. It's the precise balance of uh, sugar, salt, and fat that triggers the release of endorphins that cause you to desire the food and or continue eating it so that you don't think, oh, I'm full, I'm going to stop. You just want to keep eating it. Mm -hmm. And then when you are full, then if the same problem happens, you're triggered to want to go back to that food. When I found out that there was a bliss point and that food manufacturers were using it against me, making money from me while making me physically unwell, I mean, how do you think that made me feel? Irked. <laughs> a little bit. I was peeved. Um, so if I catch myself craving a manufactured food, I try to remember and use that little flash of anger to remember that processed food hurts the consumer for profit. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I can insert that, Jason, into my thought process. I, it's one of the items in well, my Where were you when I was eating my pillow-sized bag of chips? I was right beside you, if you don't, oh, if you don't recall. I mean, I was right there. You know, I wouldn't listen to reason. It's... No, I don't think I don't think you can always bring this to mind. I, I think that you have to use a few different things. Like in a previous podcast, I was talking about your deep motivation. The subsequent one I was talking about thinking about insulin and how knowing that that's going to spike your insulin can help you to make the decision not to do that. And this is just another p tool in the toolkit where if you have maybe as many tools as you as you can possibly have in a moment of weakness, you can bring those, bring one of them at least to bear to try to reduce, you know, mm -hmm. your chances of eating that thing. So that's, that's all I'm, that's all I'm saying with the, uh, with the addiction model and food. I think that if it's a useful tool, use it. Recognize that it's happening and figure out you have some choices in front of you. Yeah. And you're not always going to recognize it and that's okay. But if you can just try to be mindful and try it's to a pattern, it you don't have to be perfect all the time for you crying out loud. You don't, it's a pattern and it's about uh, being on the right track in general. So resources of the week, he calls himself the carb addiction doc on YouTube. He's just a popular YouTuber in this keto space, but he does focus a lot on carb addiction, the carb addiction model. If you are ever feeling like you need some more motivation, I think he's a good resource to go to. But if you feel like you're getting sick of him, just put him away for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what I mean? And like, try some other some other things and then bring him back later. But the episode that I brought forward um, this week in the newsletter, which you can find at www.lowcarbmom.ca, it's episode number 99. And it's called, this is such an internet video, it's called Wow, Carbohydrate Addiction Dash this is the holy grail, which is like mm -hmm. an annoying title. Um, but one of the things that he says is that he was really good at getting high by eating a lot of carbs, but he was really bad at being happy, meaning that that wasn't actually solving the problem or, or making him happy. So there's a difference between that feeling of high and the actual being able to get into a healthy place mentally um, in terms of why are you actually eating those carbs. And then to do with the bliss point concept and how uh, food manufacturers use this bliss point, um, Michael Moss is a really good author on this subject, and he's got two books that I'm recommending. One of them is called Hooked. It goes beyond just the physical addiction and looks into the uh, psychology that's employed to convince us to choose certain foods. 
So he examines things like childhood associations with fast food, the biochemical effect of high-carb foods, which is the physical component, and the unexpected fattening effect of processed foods. And this is a really interesting takeaway from this book, which is that, did you know that when people switch from whole foods to processed foods in the exact same calories and the exact same proportion of carbohydrate, fat, and protein, so they just switch from, from whole to processed, they gain weight. So if it was just calories in, calories out, then it wouldn't, that wouldn't be true. So there's something else besides calories at play there where the processed foods are, are hitting our system much more effectively to cause us to store that extra weight, uh, that extra energy as fat. So, and I think that we don't fully understand the reason why, but it must be something to do with how efficiently, you know, it's, um, I'm just going to guess here, maybe something to do with, because I'm not a doctor, <laughs> we're not researchers, speculate. I'm just going to speculate that it just is super easy for us to gain weight from, uh, from processed foods. But another book, the, pre the previous book by Moss actually specifically talks about the bliss point, And I think it's where the bliss point might have been popularized. And it's called Salt, Sugar, Fat, How the Food Giants Hooked Us. So he does talk a lot about food addiction and and he talks a lot about the bliss point. So I recommend, again, go to www.lowcarbmom.ca. You'll see links to those things there. So that is sort of my resources for this week. I also have some new recipes that are coming out on Low Carb Mom, and I have a new meal plan for you. So that's seven days. Where do you get that meals. from? If you subscribe, you'll get an email directly to your email. So you don't have to go anywhere once you've subscribed. Sounds good. You'll get it right in your email and you'll be able to print that out and put it onto your refrigerator. And I strongly recommend doing that because it's a really good touch point. Every time you go to the fridge, you're going to remember, oh, I was going to have bacon and eggs this morning. Plan your meals. Don't improv. It's extremely important to plan. Yeah. Planning is key for sure. So I would love to know, Jason, next week, yeah. um, or actually even this week, Did I, I already know you had a challenge last week. I Your did. I'm, was... I'm, ha I'm midway through. The, uh, that bag is half eaten, and I'm going to keep going because when you start something, you got to see it through. You're going to power through? Okay. Yep. Did you also have a low-carb success this week? Hmm. Well, what about your running? You started running. Yeah. This is the fitness goal that's part of... I'd part be of running right now if it weren't for yapping on this show with you. Oh, you're out for a run right away? Yeah. Okay. Hear more from me and Jason on the podcast Hello Smileton. Comedy is, and music. It's our it's comedy, fun. fiction, and music podcast. It's designed to start your week with a laugh, and we've just recorded it, another show, so it's, it's awesome this Monday. Yes. So it'll be out today as well. The attitude in Hello Smileton mirrors the attitude that I have towards maintaining a low-carb lifestyle. So in order to be tolerable in the long term, everything on my plate has to be delicious and packed full of positive energy. So it's a complete approach to life that will see us through strong and happy physically and mentally. So you should go and subscribe to Hello Smileton at hellosmileton.com. Do it. Do it now. Have a strong and healthy week. Stay mindful, stay organized, and we will see you again next Monday. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.